What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Whenever we're okay. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Jonah, and this is Micah. Hey, good to see you guys. <laughs> We could do like a welcome to NPR. All right, guys, are you ready to talk about Jesus? <laughs> <clears throat> Just kidding. Ha <laughs> um, So, Micah, I have a quick little question for you. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Would you rather eat five tomatoes? In less than 30 seconds. Or <laughs> eat an onion, a whole onion raw, in less than 30 minutes. It's got a... Oh, that's actually hard now that I think about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, how big are the tomatoes? Because there's different sizes. Like Just like a... Normal size? Normal. Like, a, like an apple? Yeah, like an apple. Not like cherry tomato, but like a normal big kind of hand tomato. I think I'd take... <clears throat> The tomato. Yeah. I feel, we said 30 seconds. 30 seconds, five tomatoes. I feel like that's not feasible. Well, you could, I mean, you Is gotta there like get a consequence if I don't finish. You gotta get ravenous. But <laughs> Is there a consequence if I don't finish? Just death, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the onion then. Okay. Oh, right. I think I'd take the tomatoes. Yeah. Actually, no. I don't like eating a lot of things very fast. Yeah. Like if you ask me my friends, they would all say that I always eat the slowest yeah. out of our friend group. For sure. In large part, because my dad, who I know listens to this, <laughs> every time we eat as a family, he'll stop talking and like put his head down and just devour his food Definitely. in like 30 seconds. Yeah. So I don't do that because I like to savor my food and engage yeah. in some nice conversation when I'm That's eating. That's good. So I would say the onion, it would probably not be my favorite thing. Yeah. But I'd like to sit there and really savor it. <laughs> savor the onion. Yeah, definitely. I'd probably go tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather just kind of get it over with. All right, guys. Next week, we'll have our first ever video live stream. <laughs> well, Jonah eats five tomatoes in 30 seconds. And you will eat an onion over the course of the rest of the, the pod. whole podcast yeah sure okay fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> let's do it uh. well so now that we have that out of the way <laughs> man guys actually this topic was jonah's idea so i'll let jonah intro this topic okay um we're going to talk about what the bible says about hearing god's voice i feel like the way i grew up and it kind of in the church and in Christianity, it was like a common thing to learn right. about and to hear about, you know, hearing God's voice, hearing the voice of the Lord, yeah. learning what that's like and how to do that. But I've realized recently, not everyone grows up in that environment, right. even Christians. And sure. a lot of Christians grow up thinking of hearing the voice of the Lord as kind of like an Old Testament idea. Right. Um, and I think there are just... I mean, bottom line, I think it's essential to living in relationship with Jesus right. and the Holy Spirit. But I also think it's just good to understand, you know, how God speaks a lot of times and, and what Scripture says about that. And that Scripture does say that this yeah. is something that we need to do. You yeah. know? And I think, you know, if, if you haven't learned how to do it, then there's a certain element of 
needing to, mm-hmm. you know, get that context. Yeah. So, well, I think <laughs> as we start, I think there are three different ways that I would say that the Lord speaks to us just yeah. before we get into specifically hearing the voice of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. For sure. So I think one is through the Holy Spirit yeah. um, is one way that we hear the Lord's voice. Two is scripture. And I think scripture is if one of the biggest, if not the biggest way that we have um, to hear from the Father. And then I think the third is through Holy Spirit empowered people yeah. um, speaking, you know, what the Lord says to each other. So I think those are the big three ways. And before we really dissect what it means to hear the voice of the Lord through the Holy Spirit, um, I just want to acknowledge that I think it's really dangerous to try to separate these three things and only focus on one, like only hearing the voice of the Lord or only looking at Scripture. But I think specifically for this one, um, is that we can't discount what Scripture says um, because Scripture is the Lord speaking directly to us through this book. Um, And that's what that is. And I think I've seen a lot of people discount what the Bible says to try to hear what the Holy Spirit says instead. And then the things that they're doing and that they think they're hearing don't align with what Scripture says, which we'll talk more about later. So I just want to acknowledge right off the bat that you can't have those without, like you can't have one without the other. Yeah, I think think that's good for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that um, we really just have to keep on the forefront of our minds when we do this. Um, Just because 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says... All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Um, so like we said there, I know I've said this on the pod before, but if you're thinking, man, I haven't heard the Lord's voice in a long time, crack open the book and there's a whole lot of the Lord's voice waiting yeah. for you to read and to soak up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we need to make that disclaimer before we jump right into Absolutely. the Holy Spirit. So. Absolutely. I think that's valid. Even, you know, I want to I hear the audible voice of God. Yeah. Read his scripture out loud. Read it out loud. <laughs> Read it out loud. It um, I think that's great. I also think um, just to kind of also give a, a context of, I, I feel like a way I have learned to distinguish God's voice is kind of understanding these two realities of how God speaks. And one is that he's always speaking. Right. <clears throat> and... I think just acknowledging, which is scriptural, it's the very first verse in the Bible, mm-hmm. when God spoke the earth into creation, let there be light, right. um, and that his word, his voice, is creation, and he speaks and things are created. And because he's in eternity, there's kind of this, I guess it's kind of hard to understand, but it makes sense in my mind, where right. I'm just like, God is always speaking. Right. Um, whether it's me... Uh, just like hearing an encouraging word from somebody or just feeling encouraged or strengthened in my spirit when I look at nature or the birds or whatever, you know, whatever it is, like those are, there are an infinite number of ways you can hear the voice of the Lord. And we'll get into, um, actually we can just talk about it right now, but in Corinthians chapter... 14, uh, this is verse Did three. Oh, go ahead. What? Oh, I'm going to try to guess it. Uh, da, da, da. Wait a second. Is it 33? 14, 33. Because that's the one that I had. So I was going to do that cute little thing where I finish your sentence for you. I thought that's going to be what it was. 
But I guess it was. I didn't look this one up beforehand. Wait a second. I know it's here. <laughs> Bear with me here, all right? Let me tell you guys a joke <laughs> while Jonah's looking. You want to know what my grandpa said to me before he kicked the bucket? He said, hey, grandson, watch how far I can kick this bucket. <laughs> Dude, nice. Okay, I was right. I just didn't read <laughs> okay. the whole verse. Gotcha. Uh, so it is 14. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. Okay. Uh, but everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Okay. Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Right. Um, that specifically is how the Bible defines prophecy, um, which, not to get into the whole like mystical realm of prophecy, right. but essentially what a prophetic word is, is you're speaking out the reality of the kingdom. You're speaking mm -hmm. basically a word from God. Right. And the way it says this is when you prophesy, it better be for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Okay. Um, and I just think there's, there's this reality that God is always speaking. And when there's something good, encouraging, strengthening, comforting that you experience in the world around you, that's from the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it can get kind of like, well, what if, you know, what if somebody does something and they're not a Christian, but it encouraged me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, God created everything mm -hmm. and everything is from him and through him right. and to him. So at the end of the day, if there's anything positive in your life, you might as well just attribute that to God. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. he created everything. Yeah. So... There's that. There, to get back to my original point, I think God is always speaking, and you always have access to hear His voice. But I also think there are times where He is like in the moment giving you a word or right. direction, or like this is what I want you to do, right. and that's a little more of like a direct word. Mm -hmm. And I guess I probably should have brought this up earlier because this is how it makes sense in my brain is. You know, I'm my father's son, mm -hmm. obviously, and I feel like the more I get to know my dad mm -hmm. and the more I understand um, who he is and how he speaks and the more I understand, like, the nature of our relationship, right. the more I kind of can just, I guess, like, get a word from him, you know, sure. or like, I know what he would yeah, say in exactly. this situation Yeah, because I know him. He's my dad. Yeah. Cause you spent time with him. Right. So. And I, it's not like I need to call my dad for everything and be right. like, dad, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Because after a certain point of relationship, you just know what he would do sure. in that situation. Sure, and sure, I think sure. that's still kind of a form of God, like speaking to you Right. is when you know him and in such a level of intimacy that you you're just, you're in him, you know, right. and you have, you, you just know like how he would operate in certain areas. But then there are times where God is like, yo, listen up. I have something sure. for you, you know, and I need to direct you in a certain way. Yeah. So, and there's probably some people that are listening thinking, man, but like, I don't have that relationship with the Lord where I know him well enough to know what he would do. Right. Or, you know, how he would act in this situation. What would you say to those people? How do they get to that point? Time spent equals relationship That's built. All it is, Come baby. on, baby. Yeah, yeah you got to spend time with God. And I mean, we have 
other pods about that. Right. How do you spend time with God? Yeah. Well, listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, read read the word. Sure. You know, get in the word, journal, worship, what you know, whatever it is. But yeah. there are so many ways to spend time with the Lord. Just like you would build relationship with a friend, mm-hmm. spend time with him, do yeah. things with him. So yeah. I had this coach in high school, Coach Cobbs, my freshman year, the only year that I played basketball. And he said that his goal for his players by the time that they were, you know, through high school is that during a game, so, a, you know, crowded arena, playoff game, whatever it is, everybody's screaming. He could just say their voice or their name. He could say Micah and they would be able to pick up on it hmm. even in the craziest situations. And he goes, that's my goal with all my players because that means that I've spent enough time with them that they can distinguish my bo- my voice in the midst of all these other people yelling yeah. um, and trying to distract them. They hear it and they know that it's me immediately and yeah. I can get their attention in the middle of the craziness. And I just think that's such a cool picture of what it can look that's like awesome. with the Lord. Um, so I always think about that when I think about Mr. Cobb's freshman year saying, you know what? When you spend time with me, you've heard my voice enough times that you can just distinguish it no matter what's going on around you. Yeah. And I think it can be the same way with the Father. It's all about the time that you spent and put in. Um, you know, and hearing Coach Cobbs' voice, that comes through practice and through repetition. So yeah. why does prayer, hearing the voice of the Lord, have to look any different than that? Yeah. I know some people are probably thinking, practicing hearing the Lord's voice? That doesn't make a lot of sense. How do I right. practice that? Well, I don't really think it has to look like anything crazy. And it's sit down and say, Lord, speak to me. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And the more time you spend doing it, then the easier it is to distinguish that from the other voices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to reiterate and drill into you and bring it back to Scripture right. that you are designed to hear God's voice. Um, I'm going to go to John chapter 10. Uh, we'll just start at verse 1. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. I know that because the letters are read. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. That's a bad guy. Right. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I just think that's such a great verse. And I think, you know, it can be overplayed a lot. Like, people talk about that <laughs> yeah. that verse a lot. Sure. But it is so crucial, I think, in your relationship with the Lord, just to know as just a baseline truth that you are designed to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I do also want to read John chapter 8, verse 47. He who belongs to God hears what God says. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, you can know, you can take it as just a solid truth from God that you will hear his voice. You're designed to hear his voice um, if you belong to him. If you've right. accepted Jesus into your heart, if you are in relationship with God, you will hear his voice. I think the question is whether or not you'll recognize it like as his voice because you're you're like looking for it, you know? Right. You're looking to listen for it. Yeah. Um, I think if you're not looking to listen for it, then you, you'll be liable to miss it. 
Yeah. But. I feel like some people get so comfortable having heard the Lord's voice that they start doing life without looking to hear His voice. Yeah. They, they just become complacent in their oh, relationship yeah. with Him, so they don't invite Him into anything. They don't want to hear His voice. Absolutely. Honestly, they don't want to do what they know that He's going to tell them to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And yeah, I think that's such a great point is just, I think I've, I've lived a lot of my life um, where I feel like God has given me a really clear direction. Right. And it's almost like I'll hear that and I'll be like, all right, cool, God, I'll go do that. And then it's almost like I leave and go do that. Yeah. And I'm not listening anymore. I'm, sure. I'm just like, my nose is down, my eyes are down, and I'm just going to obey and do what he says. But I've stopped listening. Right. And then once I'm, I'm done with that, then I'll go back go and back listen. And check again. in again. And there's such a great example of why that's such a bad idea in Scripture. And that's in Genesis. And it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, I just like to throw out that question. I mean, what if Abraham stopped listening? Yeah. You know, what if he stopped listening to the Lord? Um, you know, he would have sacrificed Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> and... It, technically, he would have been obedient because that's what God told him to that's do. That's the last thing that he heard. That's the last thing that he heard. But he's, st- you know, if he would have stopped listening, mm-hmm. then he would have done something wrong. Right. And so I think the idea there is, you know, if God gives you direction, then yeah, you should absolutely obey. But that doesn't mean you should stop listening. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I I've found in my life. He'll often give me direction without giving me the whole picture, you know, the whole right. context of what, I, what, you know, why he's telling me to do this or, you know, what the whole plan is. Um, and it's not up to me to decide what the plan is. Right. It's up to me to listen and obey. Um, but if I stop listening, then I might miss something. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's super important. I think another thing to acknowledge is um, that I don't think it's ever in the Lord's heart to confuse you mm-hmm. and actually i have a great verse that basically says that first corinthians nice. fourteen thirty three says for god is not a god of confusion but of peace as in all the churches of the saints so i don't think the lord's heart is to confuse you i've heard a lot of people be like i feel like the lord's leading me this way but maybe this way um and they kind of get caught up in the middle where they feel like he's saying two different things mm-hmm. which like is just not going to happen the lord's not right. going to leave you in the middle kind of looking Oh, do I do this? Do I take this job or this job? Do I date this person or not date this person? Um, and we did a great pod, one of our first ones about God's will for your life and yeah. how to navigate the gray area. But I think at the end of the day, we have to learn how to differentiate our feelings, what we want to do for what the Lord's telling us to do. Yeah. Because he's going to give you one thing to focus on yeah. and to do that. He's not going to leave you in the middle. And I don't think that's ever the Lord's heart. Yeah. Um, so how would you, what would you say to someone who's having trouble differentiating their maybe their own thoughts and their feelings from what the Lord says? Um, I think, I think for me, it's kind of the rule of thumb that, uh, I can just, I hesitate to say gut feeling cause that can kind of, right. I, I would say gut feeling with the stipulation that your gut feeling is in line with scripture sure. and the character of God. Right. Um, and generally, if you're making a decision that's in line with scripture and the character of God, mm-hmm. that's probably a good decision. Right. Um, but even when it's between two, what you might say, quote unquote, good decisions, right. and God is telling you one, mm-hmm. um, I, for me, what I've found is oftentimes my brain is working really hard to reason for one, mm-hmm. 
but there's just like this unspoken thing in me that's like, but I, I already know the answer. Right. You know? Yeah. But I'm trying so hard in my brain to convince myself that that's not the answer. Yeah. Um, which, I'll, you know, I'll just give an example very recently. Right. Is I uh, recently put in notice to leave my job to go to Shepherd's Fold this summer. Yeah. Which I never thought would be my situation right. that I'm in. Um, but it, you know, first, this is great because it kind of touches on those different yeah. ways you said you hear from the Lord. First, it kind of came from one of my friends holding me accountable to who he knew I was, mm-hmm. my identity in the Lord and speaking out on, and the Holy Spirit was definitely on what he was saying, right. which, you know, there's hearing the Lord through other people right. who are Holy Spirit empowered. Right. And then I spent time in prayer, just asking the Lord, God, is this what you have for me? Mm-hmm. Um, is this what you want me to do? And there was just this thing in me that was like, that was kind of screaming yes, Mm -hmm. but everything in my brain was pretty much saying no. Like, this is a dumb idea. It, it's not going to work out. You know, what about income? What about, you know, a place to live and a job security and all this different stuff? Like you're an adult, you know? And, uh, and it's kind of funny because none of that stuff was really strengthening or comforting or encouraging. Yeah. And that's to this day, the filter that I pretty much put right. stuff through to be like, is this you God? Yeah. <laughs> is it strengthening, comforting, or encouraging? Um, that's kind of my checklist. Um, but also at the end of the day, it kind of came down to my brain was really working hard to convince me to not go to camp. Right. And I think that's important to acknowledge is yep. that in Scripture it says that there's an enemy that's seeking to distract us, to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. So I think we can say like, oh, that's just like my brain saying that. But in oh, yeah. reality, that's... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, you know, Proverbs 3, uh, verse 5 through 7, trust in the Lord with all your heart and right. don't lean on your own understanding. That's such a hard verse to actually... Oh, my out. gosh. Yeah. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll straighten your paths. Yeah. So it really was this moment for me... And it's so funny because sometimes I say like, I'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. But really what that looks like in reality is like, I'll kind of feel it out with right. my feelings yeah, and just kind of, oh, well, you know, how am I feeling about this? And that's like feelings. me praying about it. Yeah. Um, it was so funny because at one point I just, I really felt like God was just like, Jonah, just ask me the question. Yeah. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I think I was avoiding that because I knew the answer. Exactly. And that, I mean, again, it's that gut feeling kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, God, fine. Should I go to Shepherd's Fold this summer? And he was like, heck yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. And yeah. immediately I just knew, yeah. okay, this is the right decision. And all those things my brain was trying to figure out, I still don't have any of those things figured out. Sure. But I'm so confident that I'm obeying the Lord that it, that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Because again... I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. Right. I'm going to acknowledge the Lord. I'm going to obey the Lord. And I'm trusting that he will straighten my paths because scripture is pretty dang clear about that. Yeah. Like that's what happens. Yeah. And I also think it's super important to have a group of people in your life, like we've talked about oh, before, yeah. of your close community to bring something like that. Yeah. And be like, hey, I think the Lord's saying this. What do you guys have to say about that? And Pe- then people who have relationship yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. It's a great clarification. Yeah. I thought that was obvious. But yeah. People who you know hear the voice of the Lord, your close community around you, whoever that is, um, just to confirm that you know these are the right things that you're hearing and that it aligns with Scripture. Um, there's a few things that I I feel like I don't 
really like as much that I've seen some people do when they hear the sure. voice of the Lord. Because um, I think some people don't want to ask the Lord directly, like you said, because they do know the answer. Yeah. So just an example, I've seen, because I have to do a lot of recruiting just in my different positions. Like at Shepherd's Full, we recruit for staff, or for the missions office that I work for. We recruit sure. people for missions. Um, and I'll ask people, and they'll have you know, a million reasons for why they don't want to do something. They're like, all right, what does the Lord say? And they're like, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I think sometimes what they'll do is, hey, I'll apply for these other things that make sense. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work out, then that's just the Lord telling yeah, you that yeah. I'm not supposed to be there and that I'm supposed to do this. Almost so, like manipulating yeah, a sign. Like it's a backup plan a yeah, little bit yeah. instead of just asking the Lord straight up, what do you want me to do? And I feel like that's a little bit of a scapegoat, I think, just yeah. because you are probably avoiding a decision that you don't want to make for whatever reason it is. I don't know if those feelings are valid or not. I don't know your life or your story, but um, it almost doesn't seem fair. And it feels like you're just avoiding making a decision because yeah. you don't want to have to deal with that at the moment. And I think it's be wary. And just another thing that I think of um, is that sometimes, you know, I will see people put decisions on the Lord specifically like in breakups or relationships. Yeah. Um, and I've really, the more I've thought about it, I really hate it when someone will say, the Lord told me to break up with you. You know, just because my next question will be like, all right, how did the Lord say that? I think normally that's just a code for, I like somebody else, I don't like you anymore. But they'll take all these feelings and try to, you know, lighten the blow a little bit, yeah. put it on the Lord a little bit. Or even God is, might be revealing some unhealthy things in your relationship. Right. And you're taking that as... We need to break up, and maybe you do need to break up. Yeah. But I, I would, I would hesitate to say like God is telling us to break up. Exactly, He's probably just revealing some inconsistencies with Scripture yeah. in your in your relationship. And I think just the other side of that, being on the receiving end of someone saying, "Oh, the Lord told me to break up with you," or "The Lord told me to be single," that just leaves them in a little bit of a you know, like they just got socked in the face because they're like, "Oh, yeah. oh like." the Lord told them to say this. So does that mean I'm doing something wrong and that the Lord doesn't value my relationship with him? Why didn't he tell me that? Yeah. And it just puts a lot of things on the Lord that maybe aren't necessarily from him and can really affect the other person's relationship yeah. with the Father. And I think even if God does pretty much say, bottom line, like, this is not a good relationship. Right. It needs to end. There's a reason why, and mm -hmm. you probably know that reason why. Yeah. That's the conversation you should have. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been feeling like God is bringing these things up, and there are some really unhealthy things in our relationship. These are the things. Yeah. And this is why I think this relationship isn't good for us anymore. Yeah. You know, rather than just like, God told me to, okay, see ya. Yeah. You know? I think it's super unloving to do that to someone and not give them a reason or anything to work on. And this isn't just for like a romantic relationship. This could be a friendship. This could be a job, a business relationship. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Uh, but I would encourage you guys to not put things like that directly on the Father, unless, again, you've put it through your your community around you that it's upheld in Scripture um, and stuff like that. I just think that's another thing to be wary of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to touch on a couple more Scriptures. Just, uh, I think, are kind of practical as far as hearing God's voice. The first one is Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. It says, Call to me... And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. And what I, what I think is great about that is there's a lot that I don't know in my life. Right. And 
you know, even when it comes down to like, all right, God, what am I going to do after this summer? Mm-hmm. Call to me and I will answer you. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, now I kind of have a game plan. Mm-hmm. I can go to the Lord and, and just ask him, God, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what do you have for me? And he might say something like, be patient, you know. Sure. I'll tell you later. I thought more often than not, that's it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I also want to touch on, you know, a lot of times how the Lord will speak, um, which is often very, you know, gently. Like, you kind of have to get in a place where you can hear His voice, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people call, you know, a quiet time. Sure. Because it's important to be in a place where you can focus and listen and hear. Yeah, limited you know? distractions. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is in 1 Kings chapter 19. And the story starts at verse 11, but I'll just paraphrase. Basically, God tells Elijah, go out into the wilderness and I'll speak to you there. Uh, which I think is important to know, like, there's a place where you can hear the voice of the Lord a little clearer than right. at, like Walmart or something. Um and there's a powerful wind that comes by and shatters some rocks and God isn't in the wind. And then there's an earthquake and God isn't in the earthquake. And then there's a fire and God isn't in the fire. But then all of a sudden, after the fire, this is verse uh, 12. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the Lord spoke to him. Um, and I think that's just a great picture of even metaphorically speaking in our lives, there are these earthquakes, you know, shaking up what's going on in our life, you know, just, you know, stuff happens, Sure, stuff happens in our lives. We live in a broken world and there's going to be stuff that will be very distracting for you, but it's important that you are paying attention to when that gentle whisper comes, because oftentimes that's going to be the, the, the word of the Lord. And I think a lot of times we say, we say just in our culture, like the loudest voice gets the recognition and the loudest voice uh-huh. is the one that wins and has right. the most power. And I think that's just a great example of how the kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of earth. Right. Um, is that, you know, you have to humble yourself and you have to quiet yourself to hear his voice. You know, even the reason Jesus spoke in parables was so that you'd have to actually search for the right. answer. Right, right. You have to kind of sift through it to find the gold in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's just a practical thing. I think, okay, well, how do I actually hear the voice of the Lord? Well, get in a quiet place. Rid yourself of distractions. Don't bring your phone with you. Don't yeah. bring your smartwatch with you. Um, don't, don't even necessarily listen to music. Mm-hmm. You know, just make it you and your Bible and Jesus and, and just ask God a question. God, what do you think about me? God, what do you have to say to me? Mm-hmm. That's a great question to ask God. Yeah. God, what do you want to say to me right now? Because that's just, I think, getting rid of your whole agenda for like, well, God, I, I'm praying for this and I want to ask you for this and I want that. Yeah. And this. and I think a lot of times if you ask the wrong question and you're listening for an answer to the wrong question, you're getting nothing. Yeah. So I think a lot of times I just like to ask God, what do you have to say to me right now? Right. That way I'm not listening for, for some kind of preconceived agenda, you know, well, God is going to give me a word about this. Well, I don't know that, so I'm just going to listen and see right. what he says. Yeah, that's really good. Well, we're going to start to wrap up this week's episode. Um, I would encourage you guys to, man, put this into practice. Like Jonah said, 
I don't know, when you think about when you're dating somebody, you are kind of in consistent communication via text message, whatever, throughout the day, but you also have times where you go on dates and you're just sitting there talking to them without distractions. I mean, in your relationship with the father, it looks the same way. You know, yeah. you're in consistent communication throughout the day, but you also have the time, you know, morning, night, whatever it is, or throughout the day where you sit down and, you know, have a conversation with just them without the distraction. So yeah. I want to encourage you guys to implement that into your daily life, your schedule, whatever it is. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's important to note, like, there are a couple of rules of thumb as far as, you know, it is it strengthening, encouraging, comforting? Okay, that's probably from the Lord. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, is it in line with the character of God that's revealed in Scripture? Okay, right. then that's a good rule of thumb as well. But I think also just the whole Bible is chock full of, like, this is how you need to live your life yeah. as a child of God. Exactly. And, and you know, God's not going to tell you to go say something unkind to somebody. Yeah. Because that's not in His character. Yeah. Like, that's not how we're called to live. Yeah. That's not how we're directed to live in Scripture. And so, you know, there's that whole you know, chain of verses throughout all the letters that's just set your mind on things above, mm-hmm. not on things below. Like think about kingdom things, which yeah. we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so I think that's another thing to always keep in mind. Is this in line with how I'm called to live? Yeah. You know, am I calling this person out to make me feel better right. or to, for my pride, yeah, for yeah. my own pride or to make them feel bad. Yeah, that you know? could be another thing yeah. where you want to call someone out, but really you're just putting that on the Holy Spirit because you have something yeah. to say. That's or like, oh, I see something they're doing wrong in their life, and so I'm going to call that out. And then call it, yeah. the Lord told me this. Yeah, well, God told me to tell you this, and you need to get your crap together. Like, okay, well, that's not really, right. that's not really you know, how we're called to do things, how we're called to conduct ourselves. Yeah, so. cool. Well, hey guys, that's what we got for you this week. We love you all a lot. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it a lot. I no say doubt. it every week, but I mean it every week. <laughs> I really do. So we love you guys, and we'll see you next week.